Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the season finale of Mads World Season 5, which also happens to be my 50th episode ever. Thank you all so much for joining me on this journey to 50 eps of the pod. There is and always will be so much to learn. So thank you for your patience as I learn along with you all. And thank you for giving me the space to make mistakes along the way. The way to change things is to educate in any way we can, and for me, that has included acknowledging how very little I know and being open to learning from different people every week from all walks of life. We're all learning as we go, especially me. I'm doing my very best to say the right thing all the time, which I think we all do, and we all know how challenging it is navigating this constantly changing landscapes that are sexuality, dating, relationships and love. This week, I'm joined by Florence Barquay, YouTube sensation of Come Curious, podcast host of Fucks Given, and her latest release, Love High. In this episode, Florence and I unpick why heartbreak is so difficult, the universal feelings we all experience following a heartbreak, tangible advice, blocking or unfollowing an ex, and how to stay hopeful in the face of pain and uncertainty. This is a really personal episode for me, so I hope you enjoy listening as much as I found it healing to share and hopefully to help anyone going through it at the moment. Hi, Florence. How are you? Hey, I'm really good. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I'm very excited to have you. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) So let's get stuck into our speed date question round so our Mm -hmm. listeners can learn a little bit more about you prior to our discussion. So can you tell me a bit more about your YouTube channel, Come Curious, and how this sort of began? Yeah, of course. Um, So I've actually been doing Come Curious now with my friend Reed for seven years, if you can believe it. Which is is mad. I feel like seven years ago, people weren't really talking about sex and stuff openly, which is, I guess, why we were starting to open up the conversation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the YouTube channel is a, it's like a sex advice, relationship, body positivity, sex education, Mm -hmm. mental health discussions, all of that platform um where yeah me and my friend Reed just want to open up the conversation so that people can feel more comfortable when it comes to themselves and their relationships with their sex and their bodies 
Amazing. And that makes you the perfect guest for this podcast because I think we're achieving similar things on Mads World. So um, in addition to Come Curious, you also host a number of podcasts, including Fucks Given and Mm -hmm. an upcoming new podcast, which is very exciting. So can you tell me a bit more about these as well? Yeah. So Fucks Given is a weekly podcast where we discuss everything, sex, relationship, fetish, kink, STIs, just really opening up the conversation about all the topics that you don't usually want to cover. And we also Mm -hmm. just started this amazing new thing with our guests where we get them to talk about their fuck off stories, which are like these bizarre stories that you kind of, kind of like your party trick, but in a sex, (laughs) sex story. So we get those those stories on the podcast every time from our guests and also our listeners as well which is really Mm -hmm. fun Um, amazing and then yeah in 2020 at the end of it I launched my own podcast uh how to heal a heartbreak Mm -hmm. which was inspired by (laughs) my own struggles (laughs) um and yeah it was kind of a process of wanting to heal myself and learn more about what this traumatic event was because I I, before that point I don't think I'd really experienced heartbreak properly before and then once it hit me I was just like oh oh wow this is this is difficult and it's something that people don't really ever I feel like people gloss over it and that they Mm -hmm. don't really give it the time that it deserves like yeah. You're, you're grieving so it there's a whole healing process to ending a relationship um mm-hmm. so yeah that was what inspired the how to heal a heartbreak um it was my own journey through that whole experience and yeah. um since then I think well yeah it's like nearly been two years which is mad um I've got my new podcast love high coming out at mm-hmm. Um, on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. this year, which is kind of a transition from talking about heartbreak and figuring out like how we can really support ourselves through our healing journeys, but then also just figuring out more about love, relationships, partnerships, like everything that surrounds that, um, and why we kind of have grown up with such an obsession with love and mm-hmm. being told that we are, you know, not whole without another partner mm-hmm. and figuring out attachment styles, commitment issues. I literally want to bring up like every single topic to this new podcast. I'm so excited about it. I think it's so interesting that you said that we sort of gloss over heartbreak in this way because I mm. think it is sort of glamorized in a way because obviously a lot of artists lean into that, whether it's like music or whether it's art or whether yeah. it's, you know, whether it is podcasts or whatever it's sort of given this glamorous edge but when you're actually going through it it is so traumatic and it is so hard and it's not it's not like this glamorous beautiful thing that you see on tv it's just it fucking sucks it's so painful and Mm. you don't you don't really expect it to hurt so so bad yeah I mean great topic to have a podcast (laughs) on because I think there's so much to delve into Mm -hmm. um so apart from podcasts and youtube what else is keeping you busy at the moment So I'm actually working on a book at the moment, (gasps) which is really exciting. Mm. I'm in the process of working on this book where Mm -hmm. it's basically turning in How to Heal Heartbreak into a book that's going to help people as well, which I'm very, very passionate about, as you can tell. Yeah. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to finalizing that. I think it's going to be a long process though. I'm delving into the publishing world for the first time and- Uh 
yeah, seems to be pretty long. So maybe you'll expect that out in a couple of years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so exciting though. Good on you. That's awesome. Thank you. And I've got two sort of fun questions. So, well, this one's not too fun, but what is your biggest fear? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from like sex, heartbreaks and all of that stuff, I was like, my first reaction is sharks sharks they're so scary that's my big I I literally (laughs) can't even I can't swim in the sea because of sharks although I did actually um go paddle boarding in Croatia last last year was there any sharks well I saw like on the island's Instagram page that they had seen dolphins and I was like wherever there's dolphins there's sharks man is that a real thing because people say that but I'm like I don't know I feel like dolphins wouldn't hang out with sharks because they'd probably get eaten I feel like they're always in the same kind of vibe. Like they're always in the same kind of vibe. They're just vibing. Yeah. (laughs) I think they're like low-key friends. Low-key friends. I mean, I don't think sharks have friends, but you know what they say, fish are friends, not food. (laughs) Um, And my last question for this round is who is your celeb crush? Yeah, that would have to be Jake Gyllenhaal. Is it? He's been doing a lot lately. Uh, he's just he's the old school mm-hmm. favorite, and whenever he re pops up, I'm like, oh damn, yeah, I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, where have you been in my life? Where yeah, I think been? he's so cute. But I think I'm a Timothy Chalamet kind of girl at the moment. Like, I oh watched, really? Yeah, I watched Little Women the other day, and I was like, I'm sorry, but you're just iconic. Like. He's so iconic. And everything he does, I watch June, his yeah, cheekbones, yeah. his jawline, the whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, love you. I'm weirdly not into him at all. Have like, you watched him in any all. movies yet though? Yeah, I saw June. <gasps> but <laughs> just this is what baffles me about attraction, is that people can be attracted to people that I'm not attracted to and vice versa. Right. I just see him as too young for me. Like he doesn't he doesn't give me that like <laughs> big powerful man vibe that I want yeah but I like a skinny boy do I you do. yeah I do yeah I have that hang up <laughs> where I because I'm I'm five foot seven so I'm not like a particularly small mm-hmm. um person so <laughs> I like to feel small okay com- yeah in comparison to my partner's yeah, I feel that. I mean, that's the thing with skinny boys. They always make me feel a bit fat, but I'm like, do you know what? <laughs> I'm leaning into this body positivity movement. Like, exactly. If it, it means should... I can have IKEA meatballs for lunch, I'm going to have them. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I do agree. I do agree with you and it shouldn't be a thing, but it's mm-hmm. like hardwired into my brain. I need yeah. to date more skinny guys and get over this. Go for them. Just seriously give it a try because yeah. do you know what? They're just like, you can put your arms all the way around them and like squeeze them and it's just like... <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a little bean. Like it's grey. A little bean. <laughs> like a skinny oh bean. <laughs> Sounds so hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's hot. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's a hot little bean. <laughs> Speaking of skinny little beans, so we're here to talk about Eric's boyfriends. So, <laughs> can you tell me about? And this doesn't have to get too deep that we mm. get upset. I feel like we're here to inspire people. I'm, yes. I've got a good a good good friend my best friend is currently going through a heartbreak and I wanted to do this episode to to help lift her up and bring her back and give her some advice yeah she's really going through the ringer so I think could you tell me yeah I know it's been heavy but could you tell me about about a time when you felt heartbroken and then I'll sort of I can contribute as well and tell I've sort of touched on the time I got heartbroken um in 2021 on the podcast a few times but I've sort of been too I haven't been properly over it until now where I'm like ready to speak about it so yeah yeah. 
here now's the time here we are part of my process weirdly was talking Mm. about it so like Mm -hmm. that's why I started the first first podcast Mm. I mean the last couple of times that I have been heartbroken were by the same person um Mm -hmm. because we broke up in summer 2020 and that was like the first time I properly experienced heartbreak and I think Mm -hmm. it was I think it was way like really heightened as well because of the pandemic and we had such like um almost like this crazy insular like romanticized Mm -hmm. relationship where you know we fell in love in the middle of this pandemic and yeah it all just seems so kind of crazy and romantic in this like Romeo and Juliet kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we kind of figured like life was getting back to like a little bit back to normal, not that mm-hmm. it's ever really gone back to normal since the pandemic. Yeah. It kind of just, um, actually he took me by surprise the first mm. time massively because I was kind of just really in there really enjoying the whole thing like being like I was so happy and we were just having a great time and then suddenly he was just like oh this is getting you know it's mm. getting a little bit too much and I didn't mm-hmm. really want to be in a relationship and mm-hmm. now I, I feel like I just need to step back and mm-hmm. um we had this weekend where mm. we like started the conversation on the Friday yeah. and it was just a bit like, okay, wait, is this, is this actually happening? And we, it was, he came over to mine quite late at night on the Friday. And then mm. and he was like, right, let's, he was like, let's cycle to mine. Um, so we cycled across London at night together. Very, mm-hmm. it was quite, it was so nice. I feel like we always went on such like adventures together. Yeah. I never really did that with anyone else, but it mm-hmm. felt like so, I don't know, big at that moment. Special, yeah. Special. And, um, mm. and then we, we ended up having this conversation on, on the Saturday where we were like, okay, cool. Well, maybe we do just need to take a break from each other and, I was kind of devastated and I was <laughs> mm. a lot of, a lot of tears but mm-hmm. at the same time we kind of just decided to spend this last weekend together and like yeah. kind of make the most of it and we we had um high sex for the first time like he smokes a lot of weed and it yeah. was like the first time I was like you know what I I've wanted to try having sex whilst high so we had this like that like the last time we had sex that at that point it mm-hmm. we had this incredibly deep like, yeah <laughs> weird, sesh big sesh yeah um and and then we on Sunday kind of he walked me to one of I think was it London Bridge I don't know one of the, one of the mm. bridges on the Thames <laughs> and we we had like this final kind of like hug and goodbye Aww. and kiss on the bridge and then I just went my separate way on my bicycle and oh, cried gosh. my whole cycle home just like what the fuck has just happened oh I, poor thing I can feel it in my soul like right? I can feel it in my chest it's so bad and then I just got home and oh. crawled straight into bed mm-hmm. and didn't get out for the rest of the day because I was mm. just like, what on earth just happened? Yeah, and it's a physical feeling. Like, yeah. I can feel it now and I can remember, like, what it's like. It's just so bad. I'm yeah. so sorry. Oh, I, in the middle of the pandemic as well, I think that's what yeah. made it so kind mm-hmm. of 
deep and heavy. And I'm not going to lie, like that plummeted me into a really bad time with my mental mm. health. Yeah. I, I got into um, quite like a deep depression in those months yeah. that we weren't together. Yeah, that's really difficult. And I think in the in the pandemic as well, everything like your universe became so much smaller, you know, even just yeah. in, in your own house, like it, the little dramas around the house became so much bigger and so much more out of proportion yeah. because we're kind of trying to deal with this tiny universe of being stuck in lockdown in your house, whereas like outside there's this massive mm-hmm. universal problem going on with everyone at the same time. Yeah. It was it was really strange. It was like we we felt connected to people in other countries and across the world that were getting ill, but then yeah. also trying to manage your relationships, your direct relationships with the people that you were allowed to, you know, communicate with in person. Mm. It was such a strange experience, wasn't yeah. it? And if I think it was still, you know, the pandemic was still going on, so mm. I remember just feeling so alone. Yeah. as well and I didn't have like the distractions that I would usually have yeah exactly if I was going through a heartbreak like I couldn't just get out of the country and travel because mm-hmm. I like the time that um so we got back together at the end of mm. the year and then we ended up breaking up again in oh, no. August which I knew was going to happen at some point like and this time it was very much a well this was always going to happen because yeah he wasn't ready for a relationship mm-hmm. um and that time I I was just like, I need to get out. And like, at, mm. we could actually travel at this point. So I got myself like to Croatia for a week and I was just yeah. like, just trying to process, I think everything that was happening. And what's mm-hmm. funny is that I was listening to podcasts and journaling and mm-hmm. those were the things that were really helping me get through. Yeah, I think podcasts really helped me. It was, do you know what it was? It was Elizabeth Day's podcast mm. and hearing about, because um, she has a podcast called How to Fail. I think like most people know about it. It's, it's pretty massive. But yeah, she was talking about relationships on there with someone and just yeah. hearing that other people, I think one of the things that helped me so much is just knowing that other people have gone through this too. And that, yes. and hearing about friends that have been heartbroken and stuff, but then like we were saying earlier, when you were saying that it doesn't get enough airtime and it gets glossed over, when yeah. someone tells you they've been broken up with like someone at work or whatever and you uh-huh. haven't been through it, you're sort of just like, oh, that sounds hard or that sucks. But you don't realize exactly. what like the, the grief they're going through and like yeah. that they probably can't come into work or they can't, you know, mm-hmm. go out and do things like until you're actually feeling it, you're just like, oh shit, like this is really serious, you know, like this is bad. Yeah. I, I think that's probably how I was before mm. these, yeah, me too. these heartbreaks is that if, yeah, mm. if someone was going for a breakup, I would just kind of equate it to the breakups that I went through when I was like a teenager or like in mm. my early 20s. Even the weird thing is, is that I like I was in a four and a half year relationship and I lived with mm-hmm. my partner yeah. and I wasn't even heartbroken after that when we broke up. Mm. I think it comes from like the first time you get properly rejected as well because yeah. I think rejection is the main it's the it's the reason why heartbreak is so difficult because mm. I think if you're the one you know breaking it off for your own reasons or whatever you you might feel it but it's that feeling of like complete hopelessness and rejection and yes. like, there's absolutely nothing you can do to rectify the situation that's yeah. that's the hard part so I think for me so when I um, was living through the pandemic, I was living in like a small share house mm. and this guy moved in and he kind of like showed me a new, just like a new way of life. And like, then I got sober for like nine months because I was just struggling with alcohol during yeah. the pandemic loads. And yeah. 
we would do lots of things like what you were saying, like lots of adventures and we'd go on walks on the canal and we'd go on bike rides and we'd go on hikes and all this like wholesome stuff. Mm-hmm. And I sort Sounds of like, so <laughs> yeah, and I sort of like fell in love with myself through yeah. doing those things and like getting sober and, you know, oh. realizing I have like all this stuff to offer and everything. And then I sort of like fell in love with this guy in the process and I was living with him like in a house of four people Mm. and then eventually we sort of ended up getting together like friendship sort of like just grew into love and all those things and yeah and yeah like I was just like so in love and so happy and I had this like idea of the future of how everything was going to look and like he I knew he was moving up um up north sort of when was it it would have been you know mid 2021 yeah or early to mid 2021 and I was kind of like that's okay like I'm in this for the long haul we're best friends we're in love I'll move up north and um yeah yeah and I was like ready and then he moved and we tried to do long distance Uh and I thought it was going really well and then one Sunday I get this text and it's like hey Mads I'm hoping to come to London today to have a chat are you free? And obviously when you get that text. Oh, God, the let's have a chat. Yeah, the feeling text. like my heart sank, like my stomach flipped. I like instantly started crying. I was like, are we breaking up? Are we breaking up? I was like calling. I was like I went a bit crazy. And then, yeah, he came down. We broke up. I do respect him a lot for like coming and doing it in person, but in a way I'm yeah. like, God, I wish that was on the phone or something because yeah. it was – it was weird, like, because it happened in my room, in my house, in my new house, I felt a bit traumatized, like, being in my house. I had exactly the same thing with, yeah. with the most recent breakup. And, like, yeah. afterwards, the memories of the breakup just stick, yeah. they stay there. Yeah, and it's just this pivotal moment where you're like, oh, my God, I can't even be in this house. I feel so anxious. Yeah, And we had the same thing, like we went out onto the street and it's like the hug and the kiss goodbye because it's like you don't want it to end, but at the same time you're like, get away from me. I need to just go and die now. (laughs) Oh, my God. I Yeah, I definitely (laughs) – on the the last time, well, the the proper breakup um, with this, I was not as good as you in this situation. I think (laughs) – like I, we spent like from maybe like the morning, like around 10 to mm. like 5 PM, mm-hmm. um, discussing the breakup and like breaking up. And like, I, towards the end of it, I was like, please don't go. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Why are we doing this? Don't go. Yeah. And you and get to like this weird begging. It's like a weird begging stage. And you're like, literally. I know this is pathetic, but I literally am at like, you're just scrambling for anything. And you just start going like, yeah. please, 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 please. And then you're yeah. like, oh, looking back, I'm just cringing. I'm like, how hard for that other person who's trying oh, to do the right thing. Yeah. And you're just like, and even if you were to convince them, it's like, what, what then? Like, what right? are they? They're just going to stay with you and be unhappy. Like it's just so – you go through such weird things and like yeah. you see people in movies doing it and you, you hear of your friends doing pathetic things or whatever and you're just like, oh, I would never be like that. But then when it push comes to shove and you're in it, it's so – you act so erratically. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Like this – it's like this kind of beast comes up inside yeah. you yeah. and it's just like this pure emotion and you can't mm-hmm. stop it. And it wants to protect you. Like it's yeah. trying to protect you from getting hurt. And it's like, I'll just do anything to anything. stop feeling this bad. Yeah. Yeah. So then I just went to my friend. I went to my friend's house, my friend Sam, and mm. I literally stayed there for like three nights in a row because I was like, I can't go home because yeah. every time I think about being in that room, I'm just like scared and yeah. I just didn't want to go back. But yeah. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And then I think, yeah, that was that. And it was just so hard. And I think... It was those feelings of like having no control mm-hmm. and feeling like your future has been taken from you and feeling like you're spinning out of control and you, you know, you don't know what, what's going to happen. Like it's all those feelings that are just yeah. so crazy and they ma- make you act crazy and you just yeah. cry at random times and you're like, mm-hmm. what is going literally, on? Literally. Uh, oh my God. I was so dramatic <laughs> after yeah, that heartbreak. Same. I was literally walking around the streets. It was raining like really <laughs> fucking hard. And yeah. I was just rain. Like I was walking around in the rain, like nobody else was on the street cause it was torrential. Mm-hmm. And like, I was just bawling my fucking eyes out just yeah. like, uh, oh my days it's like being in a music video and you just literally walk around and pretend that you're in like some sort of sad <laughs> rihanna song or something <laughs> god it's such a cliche but it's cliches for a reason because everyone does this stuff yeah and I, to be fair like i really felt like i needed that in that moment like i needed to just get all that emotion out in in like an iconic way <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like I hope someone's filming this because <laughs> it's so iconic. <laughs> Slay. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's interesting oh. though that you say that you're like you had that friend that you immediately mm-hmm. went to. I mm-hmm. um I, I remember texting my best friend just mm. being like, we just broke up. And she was like, I'm coming. And she yeah. came over like in mm. the next, like, I think she was there within the hour yeah. with like with ice cream, with my favorite matcha latte from the cafe downstairs. Oh, bless her. And like, she was like, look, we're going to get through this together. And like, 
I yep. don't think I had ever felt so supported by anyone ever in my whole life. It was so Same. nice. And I think it's those friends as well that like, you know, you would be there for them and yeah. like it's, it's, it will happen to them as well. And yeah. I think it's just, I felt so lucky. Yeah. And I remember at times thinking like, imagine if you had no friends, what would you do? <laughs> right? Imagine you had no one, imagine you had friends, but no one who was like mm. your person that would like mm-hmm. let you ugly cry to them. Like what would, I feel really bad if people ha- are experiencing this and they don't have that support, but I guess that's where... There's, there must be so many people that don't have that person. Yeah, and that's when the darker sort of stuff comes in. Like that's yeah. where mental health and, and this sort of stuff goes hand in hand and it's just yeah. so it's terrifying. So I've got a few questions that I think will be good discussion points for us to sort of yeah. bounce off. So apart from the rejection, why do you think it is so difficult? Why is it so hard to go through a heartbreak? So I've spoken a lot about heartbreak with my therapist and Mm -hmm. it always kind of boils down to the fact that it taps into like all of our deepest vulnerabilities and basically our child selves. And we're kind of reliving a lot of, I guess it's just, yeah, we're reliving our past in a, Mm -hmm. in a weird way or like, you know, just, just our deepest vulnerabilities, which are like abandonment, being unwanted, being rejected. Like these are all the things as human beings that we like so deeply fear, Mm -hmm. especially when we've been in relationship, which quite often can get very codependent. Yeah, and makes you feel very supported and safe and coddled and like all those things. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, all those things that make you feel really safe. But then yeah. you have it's weird because you've felt safe before that. Mm-hmm. But it's like you've got this new idea of safety and what yeah. comfort is and stuff now that you've got that person. But then yeah. when it's gone, you're like, oh, the idea of being alone is just so shit. Like, yeah. but you've done it before, you know. It's it's just so strange how your universe can sort of shift and change based on who's around you. Yeah, I think love's a drug as well, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. like, when we we basically do have a slight addiction to our partners and like our brain is used to getting this serotonin like mm-hmm. from from hanging out with them from being with them from sex from the intimacy and suddenly like when that's cut off you're basically in withdrawal and your brain's like yeah well, where's yeah. all this serotonin gone like this <laughs> this you need this and this is why we get like oh my god shall I, shall I text them shall I do this because our brain's like come on just feed me feed me yeah I and need- you want that little hit like when they send you a message and then if they were to text you without you texting first that's like the ultimate like serotonin boost because you're right. just your brain can go into overdrive thinking like what does it all mean blah 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 but of course they're missing you too of course they want to text you yeah. as well but it's just sometimes not the right thing yeah for sure and so there's kind of like these universal feelings I think everyone goes through and they're Mm -hmm. like they're different to the normal feelings of like grief or loss or sadness it's it's sort of like these feelings like like I was saying before that you have no control over your future or you feel like your future plans have changed like whether you had holidays planned or Christmas plans or whatever you feel like that's been ripped away from you without you know any control of your own yeah and there's there's other feelings that are like like when people are saying oh it's okay you'll get over it soon or you'll move on soon but it's almost like you don't want to move on sometimes because you still Mm -hmm. have this hope that it it will be okay and you're like don't say nasty things about my ex-boyfriend like I still love that person you know it's yeah oh that that 
that's so unhelpful when friends are saying really mean things about them. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, they were just in my life for like a really long time or even a short time. And I really liked them. Yeah. <laughs> and I still kind of hope somehow that we'll get back together, you know, like, yeah. and it, people are saying it's okay, you'll get over it soon. But you're like, but I don't want to get over it because mm -hmm. that's sad. And the idea of being not in love with them is so sad. Yeah. Cause it means that you've moved on and it means yeah it means that they're fully not in your life anymore and exactly. that, that can be so hard to digest because mm -hmm. yeah if you're you know if you're really in love with someone you don't want to let them go yeah exactly because the idea of yeah letting them go is sort of the final step towards mm -hmm. not being with them the hardest step out of all of them is there any other feelings that you can think of that anyone who's going through a heartbreak might be having those weird sort of universal feelings I mean I think the weird thing is is that you can link it to grief in such like a, and like a loss of a life and mm -hmm. other types of grief um so I think like that is just something that goes with heartbreak and you're going through all the same stages of grief basically as yes. if, you, if someone died, yep. which is kind of crazy. And sometimes, I mean, people say this, sometimes it feels worse than if someone died because you're like, they're still out there and they don't want me. They chose this. <laughs> yeah. Like they're just out there living their life and yeah. Like you just, and you wonder, it's like wondering like, what are they doing? Like, mm -hmm. are they, you know, talking to other people? I remember one of my yeah. friends went up north to visit her family and she came back and she was like, oh, I saw oh, your ex on the weekend just walking down the street. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, who was he with? And she was like, just a friend. And I was like, was it a girl? Oh. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh God. And it's like, oh my God, he's really out there. He's really out there like living his life. And he's probably yeah. like. And then you do stuff like I paid, this is so tragic, but I paid for Hinge Premium to change my location to <gasps> where I know he lives so I can see if he was on Hinge. And I know that's insane because it's like £30 and obviously I requested oh a God. refund from Apple, but like, <laughs> like nomads, don't be doing that. It's toxic. Oh, I definitely went through a stage where I was on, I used Field dating app and I was like literally just swiping through everyone yeah. to see if I could find him. Like, are you here? Are you, are you, <laughs> are you here? Are you trying to like, are you trying to hook up? And people don't even have their face on there. So you end up looking at people's torsos and you're like, is that your torso? Like, <laughs> I don't recognize it. <laughs> oh my, I never did find him on there, which I'm kind of glad for. It's so good. It's so good when you don't see them, but then you're still like, maybe I haven't swiped for long enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I had this weird, like, I had this deep kind of sense this weekend, weirdly, that I'm like, because I, I saw my ex last week for the first time. We, we oh hung God. out as, as friends and it was really, really nice. But um, then, uh, then I think I got in my head again a little bit. And, um, and then this weekend I was just like, he's not, you know, he's not reached out at all since, mm. since we chatted and, um, oh God. and it's just like, I'm like, you're seeing someone. Yeah. You're, you're overthink and now you're overthinking it. It's yeah. like, is it worth it? Is no, it worth exactly. hanging out? And yeah. also if he is, he probably is seeing someone and that's totally fine too, uh -huh. but damn that hurts. <laughs> yeah. And you just want to be the one who's better off. Like you just right? want to be like, I'm doing so good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just a little bit better than you. I mean, I feel like I am <laughs> in so many other ways. It's just you like. Are. Look at you go. You're writing a book. 
<laughs> Look at me go. Look at you go. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> and also the, this has helped you to write the book. So really. Exactly. Like, it's all for the best. Yeah, he's just, you know, sparked. You know, I could be, yeah, he's, he's sparked a lot of um, things. And I yeah. think he's like, he has been the source of help and healing for so many other people. <laughs> But not for you. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, th- there is a, p- a point where you have to look back and be like, I really was changed mm-hmm. for the better or like yeah. can't try and realise that the good things that you saw in that relationship. Because yeah. I think, like I was saying earlier, when I realised that like I'd sort of fallen in love with myself again and yeah. I had the courage to like start the podcast and then it was really yeah. successful and all those things I wouldn't have done without him. So I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe things do happen I hate the saying things happen for a reason because things just happen because they fucking happen. Like, you know, shit happens all the time. But I think if you can look for meaning in things, especially when you're grieving, looking for meaning in either a person's life or a relationship that you had, it can, that can be part of the healing process Mm. too. I feel exactly the same way. Like I really, like he really helped me find myself during Mm. like the pandemic and Mm -hmm. all those adventures and just being like, oh, I am the sort of person that can do this. Yeah. And like, you know, it opened up so many different ways of thinking and he really checked me sometimes, which was so valuable. Um, And inspired me and you know so many amazing things so when when we saw each other last week actually we were kind of we reminisced about that and we were like you know like we really did that for each other and we Mm -hmm. really got each other through like the worst parts of the pandemic yeah which is what we needed yeah you needed someone to be doing that with you like I mean I've found that in a housemate and a boyfriend you know it was Mm. very lucky yeah but (laughs) It was also, yeah, I mean, obviously it ended badly, but um, yeah, at the time it was just, you could kind of just hung on to whatever you could to get through all the weird yeah. stuff going on around us. Yeah, we, but we both changed in such like a great way. Like I think both of us have really experienced that kind of butterflying after a breakup where, you know, we can look at it and see the good in it and the healing. And like when you really take time and heal yourself and really look within it's so worth it because you're Mm -hmm. just going to be so much more prepared for life absolutely after after heartbreak and everyone sort of says to heartbroken people things like it's going to be okay or time will help and Mm -hmm. like it's all true but what sort of tangible advice would you offer to someone who's really going through it and this was a question from my friend who is going through it yeah yeah (laughs) we need to sort her out (laughs) so yeah, I would definitely say, like, this is probably a really annoying thing to say as well, though. Like, mm. you have to feel it. Like, you have to sit there with your grief and get all those fucking emotions out. Yeah. And being with that dark self. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of means kind of not relying on distractions and not just getting straight back out there and mm-hmm. really being with yourself and reconnecting with who you are Mm -hmm. um but more kind of like tangible practical things I would say journaling really really helped me through my whole heartbreak um first of all I started with like video journals Mm -hmm. and then I started writing things down I wrote I actually started with um writing down like lists and Mm -hmm. (laughs) because at the time I was just like 
how am I going to be happy? He was like, mm. he, I was like, he's the only thing that makes me happy. Oh, so, you, I, I, so hard. I sat there with a list that was just like the happy list. Okay. Like what, <laughs> what can I write down? And I was like, okay, I'll write re- like really small things. I was like, I was like, you know, when I water my plants and my plants grow. We are so similar. It's weird. Like I literally was looking after this cheese plant and cheese plants can't die. And I was just looking at, I would like polish its leaves. I'm like, okay, I can't eat healthily today. I can't get out of bed. I can't do this. I'm just going to polish the cheese plant. Yes. And that is enough for today. For sure. And just like writing all those small things. And then like, Mm. and then I wrote like an action list for the happy things. So like if, if, um, getting a new tattoo would make me happy then why don't I book in getting a new tattoo like all of those kind of things like if you like going on countryside walks just get yourself out on a walk um Mm -hmm. I know this is it's not doable for a lot of people but like a big thing for me was getting out of the country and like being by myself and whether that's just getting out Mm. of your house or visiting somewhere new local even just getting to like the hills or like getting to the countryside you know I think getting out of London for a day even to the seaside I feel Mm -hmm. like that really helps it down to Brighton or something it's just so nice get some fresh air because it's a bit of a you get in the bubble in London and it's very like it's very hectic and Mm -hmm. you're gonna hear people arguing outside your house I mean I live in like in North London and people just yell at each other in the street and I'm like (laughs) you're dressing me out like I need to get away from you yeah for for me I had to kind of re-realize like what life could offer oh yeah that's such a good way to put it because I was just like well you know I can't see what good life is without him you know so I had to get out there see like the beauty in the world so yeah Mm -hmm. I went I went to Croatia which was really nice I just went there for a week and I took my mum with me so that was just that was good. Although she wasn't that, she wasn't great emotional support because whenever I spoke about it, she would start crying as well. And we both Aww. sit there crying because she was like, I feel your pain. She was like, he was so nice. Oh God. Like, yes. like, it, it is weird how that happens. Like I think now that I'm helping my friend go through a breakup and then when she was helping me go through this breakup, you sort of get triggered and like yeah. remember the feelings of your own breakup and like yes. there was times when um Sam would say to me like I just need a minute like and like you have to kind of give your yeah. friends that mm-hmm. space as well to yes. be vulnerable and, and feel their feelings and you can't drain them too much like you can't be a vampire friend you need to give them some space even when you're feeling like no I can't go home like just one more night and she was like no mm-hmm. this is starting to trigger me you need to go and I was like okay fair enough you know something that really helps me was doing voice memos to as if I was voice knowing my ex Mm -hmm. so it was like all the things that I wanted to say to him but couldn't say I would just sit there and I would literally record like 20 minutes (laughs) of like me just talking to him but not talking to him it's like a whole podcast episode dedicated especially <laughs> to him and they're all on my phone somewhere which is hilarious oh god I think in terms of advice this is what someone said to me um and you know when someone says one little quote and you're like oh my god that's going to be my mantra to get through this yeah and um so she said when life feels like it's saying no it's actually saying not yet or something better is coming yeah and I was just like oh my god because that kind of allows you to feel that hope that they're going to change their mind but then it's sort of like by the time 
that they might or whenever that time comes, like something new and something better is already on the way. So it's like it's kind of like everything is going to be fine, you know? Yeah, it is an everything's going to be fine moment. Yeah, because it's it is such a nice quote. Like, it is, I think yeah. That's that's the hardest part about heartbreak is that it feels like nothing. It feels like you're never gonna not feel that pain anymore. Yeah, it does. And, and it's yeah. yeah, you you really do get there. And I think as long as you're doing like, as long as you're sitting there with your feelings and really figuring shit out, and oh mm. my god, get a therapist because they help so much during mm-hmm. during a heartbreak. Um, yeah. You're gonna get to a point where you're like, "Oh fuck, I don't, I don't hurt today." Yeah, and you have a day where you don't cry, and you're like, "Yeah, yes, that was good." And whether or- it takes two weeks or three months, it's like, "Yeah, it's gonna happen." And there'll be weeks where you're suddenly like, "Oh shit, I haven't thought about my ex for a whole week." Then you're thinking about a new person. Uh huh. Well, not even <laughs> or no one. Sometimes or no not one. even that though. I think I got, mm. I got through. I had like two months where I didn't have sex or date anyone, mm-hmm. and then when I, I went to LA for three months to like really focus on my healing. And, um, and then I kind of dated and like hooked up with people for like two months whilst I was there. And then I got to this point, I was like, actually, I just need to do Mm. this by myself now. And I just, I I was like, there needs to be a healing, like a big healing with the codependency Mm. and not needing anyone and just being happy by myself. And that takes time. It It just takes time. And like, It doesn't even take, I mean, you know, journaling and therapy and all those things are good, but I think it just takes time being by yourself and learning yes. to enjoy things on your own. Yes. That's the best thing you can do for that. Do things that you enjoy solo, like go, yeah. go on a walk by yourself, go hiking, go to the beach by yourself, mm-hmm. like all the things that you might have done with someone else, but enjoy it solo. Or even just reconnecting with friends. Like yes. I think yes. I'm someone who can neglect friends in a relationship like yeah. uh, unintentionally, but I just get Same. so wrapped up in my own relationship. But the thing I found in the last year is just I've got such good friends and I just yeah. love spending time with them. I love like we went to yeah. Whitstable on the weekend and like the whole thing, we're just laughing, like pissing ourselves laughing the whole time. I'm like, I'm sorry, I if I was it. here with a guy, I would not be pissing myself laughing out of control like all day, do you know? Yeah. Like it's so good to just reconnect with your friendships and like strengthen those bonds as well. And that helps you to realize that it's fun to be alone too because being alone doesn't mean being alone alone. Exactly. I definitely had that realization of how important friends were as well Mm. Um, and really felt into all of that as well and just felt so grateful to have such amazing people around me. And I think if you're out there listening and you don't have those strong friendships like there's things you can do to sort of meet new people yeah. and get out there and like I've definitely done episodes in the past with like friend dates so if there's someone yeah. that you like are in touch with on social media that you know you haven't actually met in person yet because of the mm-hmm. pandemic or whatever like reach out to them and just this is the time if you if you're not putting energy into a romantic relationship put it into a friendship like 100%. just build them up Go on dates with your friends and dates with yourself. In terms of like the worst advice you've heard on healing from a heartbreak, what would you say is are some of the the worst things you can do? Because I think people throw around a lot of a lot of advice when you're going through something because they just kind of want you to stop talking about it or, you know, (laughs) it's just their own experience with it. And I think for me it's the whole to get over someone you have to get under someone else I think that is just so toxic (laughs) yeah I think I think that's really true I think obviously I think the whole phase can be really beneficial oh yeah in some ways but it's when you're ready like I don't think it's a 
force I, yourself. I yeah. don't think it's a healthy thing to do straight after if you're really fucking hurting. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that getting underneath someone straight away is good because I think it's mm-hmm. it stops you from feeling the feelings. It will it will be a distraction ultimately, and I think. Yeah, I think distractions. I think people people do this as well when their friends are heartbroken. They're like, "Let's go, you know, let's just go out and get drunk and go party and uh like, you know, they just try and distract you." And whilst that could help in the short term, it's just going to prolong the healing. Mm-hmm. And you might, you know, and if you do just like move on straight away and find a new boyfriend, you're going to be in exactly the same situations or or girlfriend or partner. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to find yourself in exactly the same situation you were before. You'll be mm-hmm. replaying out all the same patterns. And ultimately you're going to have, you're not going to have learned about yourself. And it's just so sad because yeah, I feel like heartbreaks, even though they're so, so hard, it's almost a gift because mm-hmm. you learn so much about yourself through the healing do, yeah. process. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's so valuable. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, like you said, it's it's all just things to to numb the pain, but it's all temporary. Like whether it is like finding that relief through like sex with other people or whether it's through yeah. alcohol or drugs yeah. or whatever it is, it's a temporary li- relief mm-hmm. of a long-term ongoing problem. And I actually went through this whole breakup sober, which was insane. I stayed sober for like four months after, but then um, the Euros were on in England and I was at Fox (laughs) Park and I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to test out drinking and stuff. And now I've kind of found a a nice balance. But That's good. Yeah, it really really like propelled my healing and like Mm. like skyrocketed my healing because I was – I wouldn't numb the pain all night then wake up with the crushing anxiety – doubled with a hangover, doubled with whatever. Yeah. It was like I was just constantly feeling it and like living in that feeling, which was yeah. really helpful. And obviously I'm not going to, you know, tell people to go sober when they're going through a breakup because that would just be fucked up. But it was <laughs> super helpful like to try and spend time, you know, sober yeah. feeling my feelings and sitting with them. It's worth recognising the, that the fact that alcohol is a depressant. So even though it might temporarily make you feel a little bit better in the Mm -hmm. long run it's going to make you feel worse yeah 100 percent. and um do you think it's wise to stay in touch with an ex and then in terms of like the best time to block them or unfollow them like I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well so for me I would 100% suggest that people go contactless like as Mm -hmm. pretty much as soon as possible yeah because I think when you do still have contact, you basically just are holding on to what you had in some way, in some shape or form. Like Mm -hmm. I I had this, I was listening to this podcast when I was going through my heartbreak and they were talking about going into a silence container. And I was Mm. like, I really liked the wording of that because it felt safe and it felt like something that I was going to leave at some point as well. Like it, it, it wasn't a forever thing. So yeah, I, I kind of immediately went into that kind of thing with with my ex. And I, I think that was really beneficial for both of us was to literally just have zero, zero contact. But I, I think I think in terms of all of, of all of these advice things as well, is you really do have to go with your gut 
because you know those times where you're feeling like oh I really really want to text them I really really want to do this there's always like a little voice in the back of your head being like that's ultimately not a good idea this is bad for you yeah um or maybe there is something that you need to get clarity on yeah and sometimes you just need to do what you need to do like you need to make your own mistakes you need to learn you need to and I think in terms of blocking or unfollowing your ex sometimes it is just a case of when you're ready because yeah you can force yourself into it but then you're just going to find yourself you've got your finster or your private account and then (laughs) you're not looking and you feel bad for doing that and all these things I think I've gotten to the point where I just don't look at it even though I haven't unfollowed them because I know that I can but if I'm exercising the self-restraint I feel good about it yeah and then you get to the point eventually where I'm like okay I don't need that person anymore and I unfollow them and all their friends and I'm sort of like okay that's done but I don't need to check for me you know there's a setting on Instagram where you can just mute people so that they don't they don't come up in your stories and you don't see their feed posts but you don't but you don't have to unfollow them so like you can still be each other's friends because I think quite a lot of the time like when we do break up with someone Mm. it's not like you literally want to delete them from your life forever like yeah and the thought of that is quite traumatic in itself because you're like oh god I'm losing this whole friend and this whole person exactly so I think Mm. muting I would say mute them immediately to be honest I love the mute I just like forgot about the mute I'm gonna have to bring the mute back yeah but and also I think obviously the mute is great but sometimes you don't have the restraint not to like look at their profile every if you find yourself consistently going back to their profile then I would block them but then it's so hard because it's like I feel like I would find a way you know like I would just find a way anyway (laughs) like you can block them but then I'd be like to my friend oh I'm in your story like can you check if that person's watched your story like I get weird like I go FBI mads and it's just bad yeah I you know (laughs) one of the things that I really missed when um we broke up was not seeing their name in the people that had watched my stories because that's what you check for and that gives you that little serotonin boost again that's like that little thing when you're like ding that feels good yeah you're looking at me (laughs) haha (laughs) <laughs> yeah and they're probably just skipping through anyway like Literally. not even looking <laughs> yeah they're just like swipe swipe we're swipe. so up ourselves we're like, they're like oh they're they're like well <laughs> they're listening on every single word that I say yeah and I'm nah. so like cultured and you know well spoken <laughs> and all these things <laughs> oh god so just in wrapping up yeah how can we possibly stay hopeful of falling in love again when heartbreak is just so hard and like do you think it is all worth it Oh, it is. Like, you know, love is love is the best feeling in the whole world. Like, yeah. imagine going through life and never falling in love again. Yeah, depressing. Sometimes I feel like we need to feel pain to feel mm. the happiness or, you know, to recognize the love and happiness that we do have in life. So almost... You know, where there is great love, there's also going to be great pain. And I don't think that you can get around that. But at least you're really living into the whole human experience. Yeah, we could just feel numb all the time, but it would be no fun. How ever, boring would, it? would that be? How and boring? There'd be no podcast content ever. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think there's like a point as well where people are just ready again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it, I think it's just kind of believing that you, you know, you deserve that. 
You really do deserve that. I completely agree. Oh, well, Florence, you've been such a good guest. I've really enjoyed this app. And I this feel was like so fun. It was so much fun. And I feel like I am really grateful that I'm over my ex and I can talk about it in a way that yeah. will hopefully help other people listening out there. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much. Thank it's going to help on. so many people. And yeah. you'll have to come on my new podcast as well. Oh, I would love to do that. <laughs> um, well, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my chat with the lovely Florence and the season finale. Please let me know on my Instagram. It's at madsworld.mp3 or my website, madsworld.co, if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share. Love and elbow taps. Peace. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 